Welcome back. In this week's episode, we discuss the useless jobs in big tech, the Wisconsin Supreme Court declaring ballot drop boxes illegal, and why women should know how to cook. I'm Luke. And I'm Rody. And this is the Right Side of the Compass podcast. So, Rody, we decided to do something a little different this week. We decided to do something that I think is a little better. And we're going to do what we're going to do is we're going to call it the short news roundup. And essentially, we're just going to mention all the stories we're not talking about this week in order to let the listeners know that we know that they happened. We we understand their importance. It's just we can't talk about everything since we only do this once a week. So sounds good. So we're each going to exactly. So we're each going to take we're going to switch off and we're just going to run through each of these stories and just quickly say what happened. And then we're going to move on to the bigger topics. So the first one is Elon Musk pulls out of the Twitter deal. Um, This is actually something I think that happened today as of recording. Oh, that's crazy. Actually, it's the first I'm hearing of it. (laughs) Right. So again, I don't think this is, I really don't think this is going to be permanent. I think this is more like a 17D chess thing. A lot of people are saying that because he pulled out, now the Twitter stock plummeted and it's going to be cheaper for him to buy. And if they sue him, then they take him to court and then, you know, he gets to expose the bot problem. So I don't like they're saying things, but again, until it's over, it's not over. Right. Um, now you, you do the next one. All right. Boris Johnson resigns as UK prime minister. So I heard this, but do you know why? Uh, because of the whole COVID thing, the partying and the COVID, he was very unpopular oh, okay. after that. So yeah, that's pretty much why that happened. Uh, I don't know what this means for UK politics. I don't know UK politics, but you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, so the next thing that happened, which was crazy, uh, Shinzo Abe was murdered. Uh, I don't know who that is. He was the former president. Uh, I think. Do they have a prime minister in Japan or a president in Japan? He was campaigning uh, to do election stuff, and he was just shot. Wow. What was, the last, what was the last time that happened? Like just some guy who was in politics got shot and died and was murdered. I don't know. Well, the important thing about this story is to understand that for what it's worth, Japan has some of the most strict gun laws in the world. Yeah, and, I'm shocked. Uh, <laughs> well, apparently the guy made his own weapon. So when okay. there's a will, there's a way. When there's a will, there's a way. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you can, uh, you know, 3D print one. I'm sure he did. Uh, anyway, so what? Do, what do you, why don't you do the next story? All right. Jordan Peterson joins the Daily Wire Plus. I guess so, they started their own streaming service. Well, yeah. So I think that I don't exactly know what happened with the Daily Wire. I know they're like trying to compete now with Disney Plus because they got their, you know, their um, their kids content. They they teamed up with PragerU. And I know I sound now like a Daily Wire advertisement. But the the fact is, is that Jordan Peterson joining the Daily Wire is a big deal because Jordan Peterson, I know from personal experience that there are people who are completely left wing and they love Jordan Peterson. This is a power play by the Daily Wire. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I personally know a guy who's like very left wing. I mean, he's still open minded, so he can't be that left wing. But, you know, he's very left wing. And he, he's like every time there's a social issue, he's very much like for the left wing side, but he's still Jordan Peterson, you know, and uh, this this to me tells me that this is a power play by the Daily Wire 
this is going to broaden the appeal of the, of the Daily Wire in a way that nothing like it has done before. Yeah. Um, and this is this is the this is the Daily Wire kind of really pushing into uh, the culture war. So congratulations to the Daily Wire. Best of luck to both them and Jordan Peterson and everything. Anyways, and then Elon Musk has twins with Neuralink executive. Nice. Nice. Good I job. Don't, Nice. So I actually don't. So here's the thing. I don't actually know if he actually had physical intercourse with her or she had like in vitro fertilization or whatever it is. Um, but you do you know, um, I, I think her name is she, um, she like what was her name? Um, Neuralink. Neuralink executive. I'm just going to look this up because I'm blanking on her name. What's her name? Uh, ba 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 Has twins. Uh, Shivan Zillis. That's what it's called. Shivan Zillis. Um, she's actually very cute. Very cute. Um, at the risk of sounding like Elon Musk's Jewish mother, I think he should hook up with this girl. <laughs> no, like right. she's very smart. She graduated from Yale, I think. And so I, I don't know. I think Elon Musk would be better off with this girl than any of the bimbos he spends his times with. His time with. She reminds me of Pepper Potts a lot, actually. Because hmm. if 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 Elon Musk is like Iron Man, then she's like Pepper Potts. But yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so listeners, we want to continue providing you with good quality content. However, we need your help. Please like this video, share with your friends, and subscribe to the channel. In addition. Hit the notification bell to be notified of our latest uploads. You can also follow us on places like Apple, Spotify, Google, anywhere where you can listen to your favorite podcasts. If you want to reach out to us, feel free to do so at the right side of the Compass Podcast on Instagram by sliding into our DMs or simply by commenting on the YouTube video. We put a lot of work into this episode and we hope you enjoy. Anyways, so let's talk about our first topic. So... The Lotus Eaters, first of all, I love the Lotus Eaters. They're really great. They do a lot of great work over there. Carl Benjamin and the rest of his crew, Callum and those guys. I think we've brought them up on the show before. But they're they're like the British version of the Daily Wire. They're gonna be very big in a couple of years. Don't you know, don't uh, don't sleep on them. In any case, they did a story. I think it was Carl Benjamin and Harry uh, what's his name? I don't remember his name. Anyways, but they did a segment on this lady on TikTok who who spent who posted her day on on TikTok for everyone to see. And I think a lot of people were kind of upset by it. Yeah, would you like to elaborate why? Oh yeah, so so this this girl, she's twenty two. She just, I presumably she just finished college, I imagine. No, she was, what, according to Lotus Eaters, she, it was an internship. Right, but you can still get an internship after college. You can still get an internship. That's true, that's true, you can. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't know. But presumably she, you know, either finished or is in a fancy schmancy college. And she got this internship at LinkedIn. And just going over her day on, you know, the on TikTok and going over what she does during the day and all the perks she gets for her job. Like I understand like maybe rich corporations might have more to give to their employees, but Oh my God. Like, did you see, you saw the video, you saw the the segment. Yeah. I saw the video. It was like, first of all, like she didn't 
end up, she's like, oh, today's going to be a very busy day. It's going to be one of those days where, you know, I'm going to be working till like 10 p.m. And, you know, she goes through her day and she doesn't end up doing anything. <laughs> she's like, I started off with a meeting at 9 a.m., but then it was canceled. So then we didn't have that meeting. And then I got this food and then that food and then took a nap. It wasn't just food. It wasn't just game. food. It wasn't just food. The important thing was it was very, very highfalutin fancy food. It wasn't like yes. it wasn't even like they had pizza in the cafeteria. They made like very like you would go to a restaurant to order this food. Yeah. And it would cost you a lot. Yeah. And they had free chips on thing. And you came in and they had eucalyptus towels and orange water and I very rarely need to burn. I know. I very rarely get angry at other people whose jobs have good perks. Cause like, listen, man, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And if you get it, you get it, whatever. But that just made me angry. I think if yeah, she but were- LinkedIn does not compare to like Google and all the other places, like Google's on a whole other level. <laughs> but I, I know that cause I've been there. But, like, do, I, I assume, but I assume that the engineers actually work at Google. So that's the thing. It's like I know people that work at Google, and yes, there's a game room, but they told me they never have time to to actually like go to the game room. So that means that the people using it are are these useless interns, either useless interns or people who have more time on their hand who are not the engineers. Yeah. So that that's what that's what kind of drives me bananas. Now, of course, the Lotus Eaters did a fantastic segment and. I can't recommend the segment highly enough. We're going to link the segment on YouTube in the bottom of the YouTube section as well as on Spotify and others. Um, so you should go watch it. I think it's it's very, very good. And, Rody, I think you can attest to the quality of it as well. Yeah, no, I, th- I thought it was very well done. Yeah, so, of course, you should watch that. Um, you should watch – I almost feel like you should watch that first and then come back to this one maybe after some context has been you know established. But I kind of want to go a different route with it. Um, I want to talk about why is it now we all know that at LinkedIn, they have these engineers and they have these people who, you know, they do the code and I assume they also like, they don't, they don't really have time for all this crap. Yeah. And then you have other, you know, positions like marketing and, you know, the business team and, Right. But you got these interns that don't, they just sit in meetings and then they maybe like type a few things on their computer, but then you know, you would think that if you commute to a highfalutin executive type job at a big tech corporation, it would have you doing all the mundane, tedious things that no one likes to do. But it, it feels more like a playground. Yeah, it does. And, and, and I'm I, jealous. I, and I do wonder. <laughs> I do wonder in, in this specific case. I wonder if these companies are getting subsidies from the federal government to do things like women in tech where they have a certain quota for a certain amount of women they need to have. But since they don't actually have anything to do with these people, because if they, you know, because it's, and, and by the way, I'm only saying this because I have no reason to assume otherwise. They're treating these women with kitty gloves because they know that if they actually made them work, they would quit and this, that. And then, you know, these, these big companies, they wouldn't get their subsidies. And so they say, why don't we treat these people like royalty? I mean, but it's not just towards women. I mean, other people have the same access she does to all those things. So I don't, again, I don't know what program this is. Perhaps this is a women's only program. Perhaps this is a, again, like I said, a women in tech type of thing. Or- no, because I saw, you know, if you see the rest of the video, she meets with her other team members and their men there also. 
Oh, okay. So, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. But maybe it's, I don't know what it is, but maybe there's some government incentive to do these types of things. And and in order not to piss off the people and have them quit and therefore, you know, they lose some government stipend, they kind of just treat them with kid gloves and they don't really make them do anything. But I don't know. I don't feel like this is any... What what market value do these people provide? I'm just I'm very curious. Well, for one, it's you're saying interns in general or the type of job. No, this this no, I understand interns. I don't understand this. What this is not inter whatever this is. I don't get this. I was trying to rack my brain right because I, I was even thinking, what if it's about brand recognition? Right, they get this woman. Uh, this this 22-year-old young lady to go and, you know, say, oh, look at my job. It's so cool at LinkedIn, whatever. We have this and we have that. But it can't be that because there's no way they would know that she'd post this on TikTok. They would have to be so ahead of the curve to know that, which I don't I mean, think they are. You don't think that they know that she's posting this stuff? No, and there's no reason that they – there's no reason to suggest that they hired her in order to do this. No, maybe – probably not. She's probably just, you know – she does TikTok like any other person, and she's just right. So it can't be for the social media awareness. That's what I'm saying. It can't be for the social media awareness. So I'm just trying to think what market value these people provide. Like, why would LinkedIn not only create an internship program to hire people to do nothing, but also then spend money on them, give them all this free stuff and things that I wouldn't even get if I wanted to treat myself. Like, I can't. Well, first afford- of all, all these big corporations give out free stuff because they want their employees to be happy and. If your employees are happy, then you have better workers. Um, of course, but of course, but the thing is, is like it's one thing if you feed the engineers very nice food, right? That I understand. I don't even care about the food. Why is it that the interns are getting flown around and 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 be like, oh, they're they're hired to sit in meetings and maybe type up a couple things, and then they don't do anything? Well, can I give you an example? Um, I didn't even. I got into this program. I didn't even have the interview yet. Okay. I applied to Bloomberg. Okay. Nothing happened yet. And they sent me all this Bloomberg uh, swag, you know, bottles like, and like Bloomberg, the newspaper or like Bloomberg, you know what Bloomberg is? What is Bloomberg? Okay. So, you know, mayor Bloomberg, right? Yeah. So, you know how he got his wealth? investments i assume no basically he made something called the bloomberg terminal which is a computer with he was one of the first people to basically take all the information about you know stocks uh you know equities uh you know the economy like literally like all the information okay that you can that you know that you would want to know okay you know government uh spending um you know uh interest rate hikes uh you know, Forex, uh, commodities, uh, equity, bonds, like literally everything and, and put it into one system, a computer system. And like the biggest banks, the biggest universities, the government all use the Bloomberg terminal. Oh, and you were um, going to work for the, and you were, you wanted to intern for them. Well, I applied for a job oh, um, okay. and I got into this program where they help you train for the interview and stuff like that. Uh, and basically I didn't even get the interview and they sent me all this different swag. Okay. Bottles, uh, like this is Bloomberg on it, you know, shirts, this, that, and I didn't even get the job yet. 
You know, I'm not even working there because these big companies just have, you know, they kind of just, they usually have a spending kind of like, a, they just have like storage of all this different stuff that they just like give out to people. So, you know, they want to show, they want people to work there and they want people to be happy there. So they are willing to give all this stuff to them because a happy worker is a better worker. Right. But I don't, how do Plus, you even advertisement also? It's like, yes, they gave me all this stuff before I even, you know, I didn't even get the job, but like they sent it to me before I even got the interview. Well, now I know about like, you know, Bloomberg more and maybe I can, for example, I'm talking about it now on, uh, on the podcast and what they do. And that's some sort of advertisement, even if it's not, you know, inadvertent, like you, you know. can't, but you can't honestly be telling me that that is so important that they'd waste all this money on that. Like I get it. It costs I, nothing to them. Like you don't realize how much money these pla these places make, make it. It's, it's literally pennies to, to them to do this stuff for their employees. Are you sure there's no big government intervention making sure? Because I, I, I'm sure there's big government involvement here that they wouldn't do these things if the, I mean, the if there's big government of, no, big government has nothing to do with wh whether a company is giving the employees like, you know, all this different stuff because Google no, started doing that before no, 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 they even became not, big. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that big government allows it so that they can be that wasteful with their money. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying they're telling them to give out swag. Obviously not. I'm saying that ultimately the reason why they're able to do this is because there's big government intervention in what, into what they're doing. But regardless saying like, you know, tax cuts and stuff like that. Yeah. Like if they, if I if mean, that could be a side effect, but I don't think it's the reason. No, I'm, but listen, the reality is, is that if you have tax cuts and you get benefits and the government has an interest in your company surviving, um, I don't know LinkedIn, but certainly Google, Google well, LinkedIn's owned by Microsoft. Okay. So, so Microsoft has an, the government has an interest in Microsoft surviving. Yes, so, true. so the reality is, is if you're getting all these benefits from the government, cause the government feels there's a need for you to exist, then you do have money to do and spend on things like interns eating very fancy food and interns not doing anything and inter right but i guess i guess but that's not even really the point right i guess my point is is that this is not more important than raising children right and uh, i'm going to i'm going to say it like this cuz I, I was thinking i was thinking about this because of the events in my personal life over the past couple of weeks i was thinking what what is it exactly that i feel about you know this type of stuff and i, I said to myself you know what it is if a woman's going to go and be a doctor and save lives and she's going to go and be a lawyer and help people who are innocent in court or get the bad guys thrown in jail, whatever, that's an important thing. Bravo. Good job. Right. You've earned This is not more important than being with a family. This is a 22 year old woman. Right. If there was no company giving out, did you, you remember the salary they said on the Lotus? It was like, $70,000 or $64,000 a year to no, do that? No, it was, it was less. It was around uh, forty to fifty, but that wasn't including bonuses and, like, benefits. So, like, if you include bonuses, then it came out to, like, yeah, 60 to 70, which is insane for an intern. That is insane for, like, most internships, like, they think it's, like, oh, you come to work and you get to give us coffee for free for free you know most internships are you don't get paid unless you're at one of these big tech companies because i know people who've gone internships at 
you know, Goldman Sachs and they're getting paid literally a regular salary just for the summer. Like, yeah, but it's really insane. Right. But my point is, is that when you, you have this woman, she's 22, right? You're giving her all this stuff, right? You've replaced like people say like, why should a, a woman might say, why should I stay at home and be some, you know, woman who stays at home and makes dinner and whatever, and, which we're going to get to in the third segment. But, you know, the reality is, is that if a company is just paying you to show up and you're, you're not even doing anything for them, and then you come home and you have like $70,000 a year to piss away, how's that any different from having a husband? It, in fact, I would say the husband's better because at least the husband's a personal, like a person in your life that cares about you and, you know, wants to see you happy. I don't think LinkedIn actually gives a crap if this particular woman is happy. Once this woman leaves this internship, LinkedIn will not give two craps about her. I mean, they might even hire her, so they might actually do care. No, but when I say care, I mean like they're not going to be there when she's sad. You know, You're know. you right. If you were to drop dead tomorrow, they would have no problem replacing you with someone else. Okay, but that, that one, okay, but, but when I say care, I don't mean like, oh, in the, in the general sense they care. They don't want to see you die, right? But they don't care about you like family does. They're not going to sit there and, and deal with you in your old age like your children will. They're not going to sit and make sure that, you know. They, those they are two different things. One's family and one's a job. <laughs> right. What I'm what I'm trying to say is that if your job is doing something important, then your job matters, but her job does not matter. And so she should be looking for a family because family is more important than whatever stupid BS is going on at LinkedIn. I mean, it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to judge what she actually does by first of all, the small snippets that she posts on social media. And also I don't know what she does, you know, the other days. There was only one day that showed. Like, for example, sometimes, you know, even at my job, I'll have sometimes extremely busy days where I have like no time to breathe. And then sometimes it'll be super slow where it's like, you know, super slow. But what is she, again, she has not, this reminds me of, of some, like, some, like a, a very a thing that happened where I asked this person, who is the name of the guy who writes your paycheck, right? Who is the name of the guy who writes your paycheck? And the, the person I asked this to, he started rambling and meandering and this and this. Like, she has not said what she does at the company. She is an intern, but interns usually have a job. Interns usually follow someone around. I She's she just does marketing. I think. But she didn't do anything. Like she was in meetings all day. How can she get anything done? How, how I, I have a job as well. And I know for a fact that if they spent half the time with meetings, I would never get anything done. Yeah. Okay. So you, you understand what I'm saying? And, and by the way, just as like, I know like you're like, Oh, well the job and this, that the reality is there's nothing conservative about telling a woman that like, Oh, you know, there's two different types of care. No, no, no. A job does not care about you. It doesn't care about you if you're a man. It doesn't care about you if you're a woman. The reason why we tell women to stay at home is because they have responsibilities at home that men typically can't do. So men typically will say things. This is like the kind of agreement between men and women. And you say, okay, as a man, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to provide the things that you need to raise my child. But no man is under the impression that what he does is more important than his children. No man is, or at least no good man, right? There are like bad fathers who like live to work, but you know, 
the reality is, is most dads understand that everything they do is for their wife and their kids, right? So that's that. So I, I really don't understand, like, like when you say like, oh, you know, but it's really important, you know, and then she's, she, they care about her work. No, they don't. Let's be honest. If you're, it's the same thing with you. If you, if you drop dead tomorrow, your company would not care about you and your company's not going to be there during the holidays and your company's not going to be there on the weekends and your company's not going to, they, they don't care. If, cause if they did, you, you wouldn't be looking for a wife, presumably. Let's be honest. Um, no, because they're just very different. A job's a job. Okay. A wife and a family, they're two different things. You can't really compare the two. Right. But so so what I'm saying is that because this woman is going to work, right, and she's getting all this stuff to do nothing, right? You're saying she might as well stay at home, do nothing, and, you know, have a husband provide for her. Not even that. Like, she would do more by being at home with kids. Like, it's not even a comparison. It's oh, you're saying she would do more she would be benefiting society right now she's not benefiting society right now she's just being useless mm. anyways we need to go to the next segment so let's do that we're running out of time so wisconsin says no ballot boxes so do you want to go over the story you want to say what happened uh no you can go over it all right sounds good so basically the wisconsin supreme court ruled on friday that most ballot drop boxes were illegal in the state so anyone who was paying attention to the 2020 election will go like, what the hell? What the hell? Uh, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of people who felt that way. <laughs> yeah. A few and million, not, not too much. There were, there were like 70 something million people who voted for Trump who were like, come on guys. And this is, and just so that everyone's understanding, this is a very pro Trump ruling, not in, not specifically, but in, in the grand scheme of things, this is a ruling that benefits the Trump claim that, oh, if it wasn't for these rule changes, we would have won the election. And this is not the first state to do this. A Pennsylvania court also ruled that the mail-in ballots are unconstitutional in January 2022. So this was way after the election. They ruled that mail-in ballots were unconstitutional. In 2020, the Supreme Court rejected uh, a case where they said the basically the, the Republicans sued the state of Pennsylvania in in court and they lost and then they took it up to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court said that you you can't like you you can't no basically the Republicans won the court case in the lower court and then the higher court they lost and then the Supreme Court threw out their case but then in January 2022 a different court said that mail-in ballots are unconstitutional and so now you have two states that essentially said that the way that 2020 was handled doesn't work it wasn't fair. So, so what do we do? Right. Remember, and we got like another two years until 2020, uh, 2024 rather. And if one more state and, and Tim pool was talking about this, if either Arizona or Georgia rules in a similar way, that kind of says that the election wasn't kosher, then, you know, the Trump supporters are going to make a very good point, which is to say like, Hey, if these three States had ruled differently, then perhaps, you know, we would have won the election, but what do you do? Biden's term is already over. The damage we can't. Yeah, it's like we, it's, you, what, what's the point? The, when they rule it, they say next time. You know, they don't say like. Yeah, but you but you do under but but the, but the problem then becomes well, then you could always pull this kind of crap. You can always just skirt the rules, and then you know say, well, hold on a minute. We the rules were not followed. It's like, oh well, not next time. And then you know you blow raspberries. You go like this, and that's that. 
so this is a great time to talk about the purpose of sacred rites and ceremonies. In in Taiwan, right? In Taiwan, when they do elections, they make a ceremony out of coming out and counting the ballots. And the ballot counters are in the open, and you can see the votes being counted. And you can check, and you can verify, and it's out in the open. And everyone in Taiwan trusts the elections. There's no such thing as voter fraud in Taiwan, because you saw the ballots being checked. It's not done behind a clandestine door. There's no absentee ballots. There's nothing like that. It's very easy to do that when you're a small island and only a few million people. But when you're a massive country like the U.S. with 300 million people, it's kind of hard to to do that. Well, my, my opinion has always been as follows. Unless you are a soldier in war, you should not have an, the right to an absentee ballot. Either the election matters enough to you that you show up on election day or, or you don't get the right to vote. So, so you believe that you shouldn't have the right to vote because you're living in another country? Yes, sir. Really? Yes. 100%. I'm not even kidding. I disagree. <laughs> well, well, you're, well, you could disagree, but you're just wrong. I don't know what to tell you. Just, like, <laughs> you're just wrong. I don't, no, I don't know. First of all, when, when I was in the United States for a year and a half, guess who didn't vote in Israeli elections? This guy. I didn't vote in Israeli elections. You think the Israelis are like, oh, yeah, you know, if you left Israel, you could just vote wherever you want. No, you need to be in Israel to vote because the people who are in Israel are affected by the election. If you're in the United States somewhere, if you're in Canada, if you're in UK, if you're in Nigeria, even if you're an Israeli citizen, the election doesn't really matter to you. I mean, yes and no, because you're in Israel and whatever happens in America does affect you because America, you know, has an effect on what's happening in Israel. Broadly speaking, yes, but you know, then then that opens the argument. Well, why can't people in Nigeria vote for president of the United States? It affects. Well, them if they're too. a citizen, then they can. <laughs> well, but the problem is, is that we have a hard time verifying who you are. There, there. The reality is, is that when it comes to voting, you need to demonstrate that you are a citizen, and we can't do that if people are walking up to people's houses, knocking on the doors, and saying, "Oh, just fill out the ballot. I'll take it with me to the thing." Excuse me. Excuse me, where's yeah, I'm not saying civic- they should do that. I'm, 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 there definitely should be more identification when it comes to voting. I, that I agree on. But, but to say p- that only soldiers, I would say no, because, you know. Not only like- soldiers should vote. I'm saying if you're not a soldier, right, you should need to either show up on election day or, like, listen, I would be even okay with election week as long as you showed up in person. And I would be okay, by the way, with if you're in a different state and you show up to any polling place, you can request a ballot from where you live, and you'll get the ballot from where you live. But there's a reason why we register people to vote, and there's a reason why we ask people to show their ID, and there's a, there's a reason why. And it's because of stuff like this. Because it's very easy, after the fact, to say, oops, sorry, we didn't follow the rules. Oops, I'm sorry. Oops. But now... Yeah, oops, exactly. Now we have Joe Biden for four years. Oops. Oh well. Now your gas price now California's gas prices are eight dollars a gallon. Oops. Oops. We, we eight dollars? Yeah, oops. We did an oopsie. Yo. We did an oopsie whoopsie here in uh, America. It's not fair. It's not fair to people. Right? I would be by the way, I would be totally okay with public execution for people caught doing voter fraud. Totally okay with that. <laughs> no, I think no, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. The reality is, is that the American system is based on trust in the elections. 
And the purpose of a public execution in the in the case of, you know, getting rid of people who cheated in elections would be to demonstrate that we take the crime of, of voter fraud, of election rigging very seriously. There needs to be a, a supreme value that the other values are subordinate to on many levels. And if are you actually not joking on that? I'm not. That's the thing. I'm not joking. I'm if if let's say we caught someone cheating in the election and then they don't get death by firing squad or by hanging, whatever. <laughs> why are you laughing? I don't understand why <laughs> Because you just make it you just take it to the extreme. It's like, you know, death by firing squad or no, or like No no no. But, but you but you understand what I'm trying to get at here, which is that if you don't see that a person doing voter fraud gets punished, then your faith in the system gets ruined. I mean, I don't think you should get the death penalty. <laughs> so then what would, what would be a big enough punishment to say, oh, you know, we like, as far as I'm concerned, voting is a sacred... If you're, if you're, if you're caught with voter fraud, you should not be allowed to vote. You lose your right to it's, vote. It's not about that because I could do voter fraud and not vote. You could be part of the system... And just not vote. That's not enough. You, they need to demonstrate that what you did was severely incorrect. That what you did was was punishable by death. Because there's a crime that goes against the sense of the country. If you are messing with the elections of the country, you're taking the essence of the country, throwing it away. We can't have that. Then you're undermining society. That's why the death penalty exists in that case. Or it would exist in that case. To demonstrate, no, 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 that's not okay. You can't do that. I mean, I think that's a little bit far, but I mean, whatever. I mean, I don't think the death penalty is wrong in all cases. Let's put it that way. And there's a reason why we need to uh, protect our institutions. Anyways, so let's talk about the final topic. For the final topic, we decided, and by we, I mean me, uh, <laughs> we decided instead of talking about a news story, we decided instead to go through the internet. And one of my favorite things to do the when I'm wasting... You're playing a risky game, man. Oh, the internet. But the internet is so much. The internet is so much. Anyway, so we decided, and by we, I mean me, again, I decided to do one of my favorite things, which is go to one of these, like, college confession pages. And they have some great confessions. Great confessions. If you don't know how it works, basically people write in anonymously to a Facebook page, and they say, hey, listen, you know, I got this problem or this or that, whatever... And then people are free to respond and on. Well, we know who's responding, but we don't know who the initial person is. So they feel free to say what they want. And so I want to go over this confession that I think really, like, really bothered me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna translate it from the original Hebrew because it was from the Hebrew University confession page. So I will translate it, and I, I I'm gonna try to do a good job. And uh, then we're gonna talk about it. Anyways, so this is the confession. I live with my boyfriend, and this is a girl, obviously, and my aunt asked me if I make him food, lunch, and things like that. I told her I don't understand why she was asking that, and she said I have to worry about cooking for him, etc. I know this is her very outdated opinion, and it says nothing about me, but this has managed to piss me off so much. So, what do you think, Rody? What do I think? What do you think? I think that I think that her grandmother is a little bit You mean her aunt? Sorry, her aunt is um is a little bit outdated 
in terms of that. Look, I don't think that like women should not cook for the guy at all, but I, I think it should be like it, it shouldn't it, sh- it shouldn't be a mindset. Like for example, it shouldn't be like, hey, you know, I need to cook for my man. It just I think it should just be a thing where it's oh you know it's it's like not spoken it's like either she cooks he cooks like it's it's kind of just you know there it's like it, it doesn't really you know whoever is cooking is is cooking like if he wants to make something great if she wants to make something great you know uh, but, I th- but i don't think anyone in the world ever is like oh if a man ever wants to enter the kitchen he needs to be banned from the kitchen i don't think anyone's like that i think when people say you know a woman should cook for a man what they're saying is is like he goes to work and food should be ready for him when he gets home. And that I definitely agree with, especially if the wife's not going to work. But more importantly, you know, I, I like the answer to that question is I cook for him. And he cooks for me. You don't have to get angry about it. And if the answer is not I cook for him and he cooks for me, then that means the first thing is that your boyfriend needs to break up with you because you're not cooking for him. Right. That's the first thing that needs to happen. If he's not breaking up with you, then that means he's giving you an opportunity to learn to cook and you should take that opportunity while you can. And by the way, I'm single and I'm a man and I know how to cook. I think you can attest to this. Everyone, anyone who's ever come to my apartment on the Sabbath or for any other meal knows that I know how to put a meal together. I'm very good at it. I'm very very good at it. And I don't ever... Of all the things, that's one thing you're very good at. I'm good at everything, but I'm especially good at cooking. Uh, I'm the, everything I try. I'm just incredibly called me. Anyways, uh, I'm incredibly I'm incredibly gifted at everything, but cooking is is one of those things. Anyways, I don't like I don't I don't get this person. Like, cook for your man. Like, if you like this person, presumably you should want their belly to be full. Yeah, I think it's kind of just the way she was saying it. Like, like you said, like it comes off as the answer, like, oh, like, you know, women need to cook for their men, like kind of thing, like very old uh, school. So I think she's pissed off at that aspect. I don't think she's necessarily pissed off at like the the concept of cooking for him. And then, you know, he's cooking for her and stuff like that. So to be fair, it's it's kind of like, no, it's, it's one of those things where it's like you might be doing it already. But having someone tell you that is like it it pisses it would piss you off. And I'll give you an example. You know, when I was much younger, okay, you know, high you know, high school, and my mom would tell me like, "Oh, you know, go take a shower or something," and it would really piss me off because it's like I was gonna go take a shower, and now you're telling me to go take a shower, and now I'm not taking a shower because I want to take a shower. I'm t- taking a shower because you told me to take a shower. And, you know, it just pisses me off because it's like I was going I was I was going to do it. But now, you know, it's it just pisses me off. You know, it's kind of the same concept. Well, the thing is, is that it's like she might be already doing that. And then for someone to have to tell her, hey, like, you know, you should be cooking for your man and stuff like that. It's just, you know, it's annoying. Well, the, well, well, I would point out several things. Number one. I understand that, but the reality is is that someone at the Hebrew University is after the military, presumably, right? 
What does the military have to do with this? No, what I'm, I'm trying to say is that she should presumably be a little more emotionally mature to not explode if someone suggests that you prepare food for your boyfriend. Like, it's not, you're not 16. You know, you have nothing to prove. If your aunt, uh, who, who has a bit of an outdated mindset, right, and fair enough, that could very well be the case, but, you, but she acknowledges that she has a bit of an outdated mindset, right? And so she says, oh, you should probably be cooking for your boyfriend. Okay, great, I already do that. And you say, yeah, I do that. I cook for my boyfriend. He cooks for me. I cook for him. You know? I mean, I don't know how the conversation went down with her aunt. but Right. But I'm, I'm again, I'm again, disclaimer, I'm going based on what she said. But she said, but this is what she said. And I'm going to quote uh, the, the English, obviously, because the Hebrews. Uh, I know this is her outdated opinion and it says nothing about me, but this has managed to piss me off so much. Why would a simple question piss you off? Just say, oh, I cook for my boyfriend. If the answer is I don't cook for my boy, you don't have to go into great detail about the arrangement you and your boyfriend have. You just say, "Oh yeah, I cook for my boyfriend." If that's you, not, if that's you could not say that, but but you could she still didn't be say off. But she didn't say that. She that's not what she said. She said maybe she I did told, say that to her aunt. I no, don't know. She, she, no, according to the post, she said I told her I don't understand why she was asking that. Right. So she didn't say, "Oh, I cook for my boyfriend," and then just leave it at that. She said, oh, I don't understand why you're asking me that. As if, you know, as if your aunt has nothing to say about relationships. I mean, I don't, to be fair, I don't know if her aunt is single or married. That would affect the story. Because if she's like one of those wine mom aunts, then perhaps maybe like her opinion feels more hollow, I suppose. And I, I guess, but she doesn't say if her aunt is married or not. But uh, assuming that she's married or whatever, you know, then maybe her aunt has something to say about marriage and being in a relationship. So, uh, you know what I mean? I mean, I guess so. I mean, it's just, I mean, you don't know really you, what happened behind closed doors. It's not about, this is what, this is what she said. This is the confession page. She has no reason to hide anything. She just said, this is what happened. So I'm going off based on what she wrote. This is what she wrote. Okay. There's no, you can, you can, you can assume the best where you can, but this is what she said. She didn't say, oh, you know, I cook for my boyfriend, whatever. And then just leave it at that and say like, oh yeah, it kind of pissed me off. But I, you know, I reacted like a normal human being. I said like, why are you telling me this? Well, your aunt presumably knows how to treat a man more than you do. Presumably she's a little older than you. She knows what a man likes. And, and would you hate it if your girlfriend made you food? Would you be like, oh no, honey, you don't have to make me food. I believe in gender equality. No. Am I wrong? Can you repeat that? I said if I said if your your girlfriend made you food, you would not be like, "Oh no, honey, you don't need to make me food. I believe in gender equality." I, I don't like I, no. Give me that food. Exactly <laughs> right. And there's nothing to do with gender equality. This has to do with you being a good boyfriend or being a good girlfriend. And I'm not like the I'm I'm not like the most like avant-garde guy when it comes to relationships. I'm very traditional. I like to pay for the dates and everything. If you think for one second I'm not cooking for my girlfriends, you're an idiot. Okay? There's nothing like if my if my wife ends up being the one who works for whatever reason and I end up staying at home, there's gonna be dinner on the table for my wife every day when she gets home. Because that's just how relationships should work. If you're both going to work, then it's different. Then you can make an arrangement. This one cooks, that one cooks, right? But if you're, but, and there's a very big possibility that she's going to end up staying at home and her boyfriend, or maybe your husband, or based on what she says, I, she's probably shouldn't have a boyfriend for much longer. But 
there's a very big possibility that this man will be going to work and this wife will be like, no, no, I'm not making you dinner, honey. I believe in gender equality. You can make your own dinner. No, absolutely not. What, what kind of stupid answer is that? No, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. This is, this is, this is, you, you wonder why the divorce rate is so high because everyone is on their high horse. They don't understand how relationships work. I'm sorry. If, if one person goes to work and the other person doesn't, then it's, it should be clear to anyone that unless, you know, there's bad circumstances, there should be dinner waiting for them, the working person when he comes home. I'm sorry. That's because, and it's not because I think the person at home works less hard than the person who goes to work. It's simply that the person who's coming from work has no opportunity to make themselves food until later. And he comes home from work. Now he's going to start. No, you start earlier with the dinner, put it on the thing, deal with it. You don't have to make like the most elaborate thing. You can make things that are easy to make. There's lots of easy to make recipes that require very little effort from the person cooking, but it's your responsibility to make sure it's on the stove and ready for him to eat or her to eat. If that's the case is, you know, if that's, if that's how the case is when they come home and that's just common courtesy, that's a demonstration that you like this person and that you appreciate the, the things this person adds to your life. Nothing to do with gender equality, whatever. And, and this is, this annoyed the crap out of me. This, this comment, this anonymous post, because it demonstrates like, Get out of your own head for one second, lady. This Your aunt is telling you how to keep a man. She's saying, if you keep him fed, he will stay around. He will stick around. And that's excellent advice. I'm sorry, excellent advice. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. That's that's why I'm pissed today. Anyways. That's why you're pissed today? Yes. Not, not other things? Well, it, it could be because of the Wisconsin thing. It could also be because uh, I think the theme of this episode was things that piss me off. <laughs> because you got the you got the lady who does nothing at LinkedIn and she gets paid like seventy thousand dollars to do nothing at LinkedIn. And then you got the guy the the Wisconsin thing where they said the the it wasn't constitutional. And then that like it's like we were saying and that this, and, and then this and then this lady who says she's not going to cook for a boyfriend. I mean, I, I guess I'm not angry about this one so much as I'm just like. To the boyfriend, like, please get out of that relationship. That sounds awful. That sounds awful. All right. And uh, with that, uh, thank you for joining us this week. You can follow us on all your favorite podcast platforms as well as YouTube and Rumble. If you want to reach out to us, you can slide into our DMs at the right side of the compass on our Instagram page or on the comments on our YouTube and Rumble page. And uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you next time. Mm-hmm.